Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. One of those idiots who believe in analytics. Hour number two of a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. It's all brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay is here as well. Uh, Paul Spore will join us later this hour, as will Wes Reynolds. Uh, we'll talk more NFL draft as well. Oh, and something in moments from. In case you missed it this weekend, that we got a replay uh, from Vison. How interesting! After I had a whole discussion about uh, AGA and their uh, hypocrisy going after offshores uh, this past week, uh, Bruce. Bo- uh, this is uh, we get tweets at beating the book. Bruce Dobigan, Stephen Foster. Oh, I, when I was searching for another. I don't care if it was. Uh, what was I saying that uh, who Scott Foster was refing? I said I don't. I don't care if it was David Foster. So he throws in Stephen Foster. Was Stephen Foster O Susanna? Is that who Stephen Foster is? Something in my brain. Uh, Okay. This is also from, let's see here. This is from Tops and Props. Gil, this really sucks. I can't bet the draft in New York. And by the time I drive to New Jersey or Connecticut, the lines have changed drastically and oftentimes have because, oftentimes have become unplayable. Why can't New York do anything right? Shaking my head. Well, it's in their their, uh, gaming rules. By the way, Connecticut as well. You can't bet there either. Grayson Rossi, I didn't see Wilson under 10.5 on your list. Uh, is that something you haven't bet? Maybe that was uh, Matt Brown who had it. I can't remember. I had it on my list. I bet Garrett Wilson. It under, was there. I bet Garrett Wilson under 10.5. It was there. Uh, this is Wise Guy from 213. Hi, Gil. I have a, uh, I have a place that is minus 160 for over six wide receivers. Remember, I had plus one. I had plus 160. What did I have? Plus 140 or plus 160 on mine? Uh, but this is minus 160 now. 
uh, taken in the draft, would you still fire anyway with that price, knowing pretty much 90% uh, or higher is, is well, I guess that's his his uh, sort of estimate. Six wideouts will be drafted, 90% or higher, he says. I'm leaning yes. Thoughts? Uh, minus 160 gets a little dicey for me. You're at plus 140. Plus 140 for me. Yeah, that price is long gone. I don't know. Minus 160. Is it 90%? I, I mean, I think you'll get a push minimum. I really do. Whether we get the winner on that, I don't know. So I'm, I'm, listen, I got a better price. So it's hard for me to like really endorse the minus 160. But listen, let's put it this way. I don't think you're going to lose. Uh, oh, and uh, one, this is from uh, Tops and Props. Oh, and one other thing. Right on Paul Carr. Three, right on Paul Carr. 3-0 this weekend. Paul Carr did it again. Paul Carr is on fire in soccer on this show. Um, I'll read more tweets later, but in the interest of time, let me play this here. Uh, so last Thursday, we're on the show, me and the crack man, uh, unscripted with the crack man, and I go off on this whole thing about how, you know, the American Gaming Association did this whole bit uh, about how they're, the, the feds and Merrick Garland should go after offshore books. The issue that I pointed out was that the AGA doesn't represent the best interests of betters, and that while they are going after offshore, and by the way, not a love letter to offshore, we'd all, in a perfect world, like to bet legally if legal sports books were above board with us. So my point was, instead of focusing all their aggression so disingenuously at offshore to Merrick Garland and the United States government, maybe get their ship right here in this country before you start pointing at ills elsewhere. Because the real problem is that we don't get a genuine, honest product here. And well, on Bet Center this weekend, isn't it funny? Two days after that, Brady Cannon, the host, our own James Salinas, telling a tale of him trying to bet NFL draft props in Colorado. What are your thoughts on Thibodeau? Do you have any opinion on the big edge rusher from Oregon? Well, it's interesting you bring that up, and I know we haven't talked about this, Brady, and and I didn't talk about this last week. Uh, I I have an issue. There was an issue out here that I experienced with said Thibodeau at that spot going number two. And again, it's all about information. It's all about speculation. And early in the draft, a lot of speculation about what was going to happen at number one with Jacksonville. And it was, were they going to go with the offensive lineman? And which offensive tackle was it going to be? But then they franchised their left tackle. And okay, well, they're probably not going to move from there. Now we're looking at edge rushers. And what are the edge rushers going to look like? And trying to read between the lines with a lot of the smoke screens that come out from all of these teams. Uh, I've heard something last week, and this was last Thursday. And I decided, well, I'm going to see what's available here on Thibodeau to go number two overall to the Detroit Lions. And at the time, I found a couple spots that had plus 300, plus 350, and plus 400. So I bet all three of those. I bet within on my app to be able to get different books here. Uh, that's what was offered. And I took a, I put a dime on each one of those, and they were able to take those. And I that was the max bet that I could put in. And I wanted to see what was up the hill. And that's what we call it out here in Colorado, Brady, going up the hill, going up to Blackhawk, which is about a 30-minute drive for me to go up there. I wanted to just run the gamut up the, the strip, we could call it up there. It's a small strip, nothing like what we see in Las Vegas, and just see what books were operating and had anything to offer. Superbook, they weren't sure what they were going to have out there. Other books, there was only actually two books that had anything to offer. One was at the largest casino in Colorado at the Ameristar. Now, they don't run their own book. They outsource it to Barstool. I went up to Barstool, and they actually had some folks at the counter. I asked the folks at the counter, what are your limits on the draft? My big man at the counter, big barrel chest, said, we'll take whatever you bet. What you going to fire? I said, okay, I'm going to put three dimes. I want to bet three dimes on Thibodeau to come in top five plus 100. So even money, three-dime bet to win three dimes. That's what I put down. 
They took the money. I said, I also want to take Thibodeau plus 350 for a dime to go overall number two. Sure, we'll take that. They're racking the money. They're counting out the money. They put the ticket out there. They don't hand me the ticket yet. Before they hand me the ticket, they say, oh, we're going to need your ID. Fine. All right. I'm an old guy. I'm sure this isn't about being 21 or not, but I'll let you look at my ID. They said, strictly a formality. We're going to run through the process and we'll be able to make the transaction. You'll go on your way. Well, come back to that after a couple of minutes discussion. They come back and say, well, we're going to have to limit the size of your bets. Instead of that $3,000 on Thibodeau to go top five, uh, we're going to make it $800. Ah. And the dime that you wanted to put on Thibodeau to go at plus 350 to go number two overall, we're going to drop that to a nickel. Okay, I get it. You're going to drop your bets. No more big barrel chest. You're going to yeah. fire and take my bets. That's okay. Let's do that. And then I do that. Oh, well, you know what? The lines now have changed. So you're not going to oh. get that at plus 100 anymore at oh, top five. You're going to get it at minus one. You're going to get it at minus 129. Oh, and the Thibodeau bet, that was plus 350 to go number two overall. We've dropped that now to plus 250. What would you like to do, sir? I said, you can give me my money back and I'll hit the road. You guys can give Mickey Mouse ears to somebody else to go with your little ham and egg outfit here at the Barstool uh, Sportsbook there in the Amistar. Amistar Casino, I'm out. I took my money and left. That was the extent of my bet. Didn't be able to get anything in up the hill, so I just got the three bets here online that I talked about earlier. Now, I don't, I don't need to add anything. I really don't, but I will. First of all, 120,000-plus views on that this weekend. Good for them. And I think Brady Cannon's face speaks for all of us. I think we can all agree on that. Can we make a meme out of Brady Cannon's face? Just an absolute, like he, like he had three lemons. Uh this is it, this is this is what I was talking about on Thursday. Like, really, you're telling Merrick Garland to go after offshores when that's happening? You know what? What it what it calls to mind, Jeff, is and it's still my pinned tweet. Four years ago, also with the NFL draft, when William Hill was on its previous administration, and I stared down Joe Asher and all those guys at William Hill. And it took, it took onions for us to do that. Remember, at that time, what they did was, we won our bets. We actually won our bets. The draft happened. We won multiple bets that they refused to pay us on. Could you imagine today, with sports betting legalized in 30 jurisdictions plus the District of Columbia, remember, in those days... Four mere years ago, sounds like I'm talking about the 1800s, but essentially it was in terms of sports betting. Four mere years ago, all of that stuff was only offered in Vegas, excuse me, in Nevada, because remember it was prior to PASPA being struck down a month later in May of 2018. But in those days, we were like this little corner of the world where books had the ultimate arrogance. They're like, I don't care if you won. We're going to make up some ridiculous word puzzle and, and act like we don't need to pay you on this stuff. And we stared him down to the point where Bogdanovich, Nick Bogdanovich, right after our segment was like, tell everybody to call me, we'll pay them all out. And we felt great about that. Imagine if that were today, right? So, we've, so we thought, hey, look, we've made progress. William Hill under new administration, I already gave him tons of credit already earlier on the show. They were among the first with the NFL draft bets this year, and they took the most on them. So shout out to them for that. The, wor- the worm has turned for them in many ways. But here we are now in the James Salinas story. Maybe it might not be as bad as that was, but this is still, this kind of stuff still happening. Okay. First of all, the, the bet, you know what the interesting thing about what James talked about that I think is resonating with people too is 
the barrel-chested sort of arrogance, that's what, that's what pisses people off. It's that you come at it like you're so, oh, we're, we're just, yeah, whatever you got. Okay. James said, here's here, whatever I got. I want to bet it. Oh, well, hold on one second. Okay, we, we can take less on those. And he, James even said, all right, fine, less on those. Eh, this has happened before. But then you change the price. By the way, Captain Jack Andrews, I don't know if you saw this on Twitter, but Captain Jack Andrews believes that there is a legal justification here if anybody wanted to pursue this further. They are not allowed to do that. If a ticket was printed, was not handed to James, but a ticket was printed in the state of Colorado, they got to honor that. And so it'll be very interesting, very interesting to see where it goes from that. But here's the thing. Their first reaction, Barstool's first reaction, that's where he, he betted, was to have someone, a VIP manager, tweet, and I don't know if she was doing this on her own, I'm guessing she was because she quickly pulled the tweet down, but was for her to question the integrity of James Salinas. And that, again, doubling down on arrogance, is just absolutely something that is disgusting to all of us. And it's why 120,000 views later, I wouldn't be surprised if it doubles. Who knows how many it'll get to. That's the problem. And for the American Gaming Association to ever say a word about offshore when that kind of stuff is afoot, it's the second time in two weeks I'm going to say this about something, but just shut up. This cannot go on. Coming back with Wes Reynolds on a numbers game at Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You know, watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, just I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? You see the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Billy Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna? Like, that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. Oh, OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. 
I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. On a numbers game, Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay is here as well. We get tweets at beating the book. Rich PSM. Uh, please advise if your draft bets are for even amounts and or, or are ones you like better uh, more as we get closer. Thank you. Helps us allocate capital. Uh, Rich, I will tell you that by and large, most of them are the exact same amount, with the exception of the ones at Boyd. Boyd does limit you, so those are lower amounts. So, like I said before, if I lose any of these. Some of these are strategically betted. Boyd as the smaller one, so the uh, total number of safeties under one and a half is a Boyd bet. Derek Stingley to go first is a Boyd bet. Uh, but everyone else is, is pretty much a higher, same amount. But I will say that the Charles Cross one, for whatever reason, uh, just because I added, just got in my head like, this feels like a lock to me. The Charles Cross one is the one that is a tip above all of the rest. But generally, they're all the same, if that helps. Uh, Vegas Vice. Was Angel Hernandez the uh, ref in the last Grizzlies-Timberwolves game? How about Angel, Angel Hernandez last night? Good Lord. I don't want to, like, talk about refs and umpires all day, but it's like, how bad is he? And if you're, like, if you're, if you're players in a game like that, like, how frustrating was it? Was it? We're talking about the, uh, the Phillies game last night, the Phillies and the Brewers last night on Sunday Night Baseball. Uh, Jason Stark, Gil, make sure the New York guy knows that uh, he shouldn't drive to Connecticut. We can't bet the draft either. Oh, I said it. I told him, I said, you don't drive to Connecticut. You can't bet there either. Appreciate all the feedback. Oh, uh, here's one. Joe C714. How about, how about Iga, Gil? What a run. I don't think anyone can beat her right now, especially the power players. Talking about the great Iga Sviatek, the number one world's women tennis, number one women's player in the world, women's tennis. But how do the casual sports fan, Jeff? Like if I went out to this casino right here at the South Point, and I took a random person who was dressed up in sports gear and was maybe making a sports bet, and if I said to them, "Do you know who Iga Swiatek is?" What do you think they would? What do you think the chances? Give me a percentage of, of the less than them, less than ten percent. Less than ten percent. Oh yeah. And she's the number one player in the world, and I've and we have made on this show more money on this one human being than any other team. Or teams combined over time. Iga Swiatek has won four straight tournaments that she's been in. 
have French open bets on her. I now have Wimbledon bets on her. I now have U.S. open bets on her. This, again, I said first I said she's going to win double-digit slams. I amended that a few weeks back, if you recall, to she will be the greatest women's tennis player ever when all is said and done. I wish more people would be paying heed. But there is a group, certainly, that listen to this show that are very well aware. I hope everybody's cashing along the EGA train. Um, Wes Reynolds, ladies and gentlemen, joins us. He's the glue that holds this whole operation together. How you doing, Wes? I'm well, Gil. Good morning. Wes, let me, let me ask you a question. You are not a big NFL draft guy. Why? You know, Gil, I have a few, and I mean, I'll get involved, but I just think it's kind of the nature of the sports schedule of a better, and everyone's schedule is different. And mm -hmm. your program, I think, of any program that we have on Beeson, does a great job of kind of getting into the psyche of the individual better. And, you know, because we get in the kind of the routine of, okay, we got to preview this game, and we got to preview that game, and this game's on the schedule today. Sometimes when you're doing this, and especially when you're in this arena year-round, you do have to take breaks. You do have to kind of take step backs at time to time. And look, just went through the NCAA tournament and the full college basketball season after a full football season, both college and pro, then delved into the Masters and, you know, still doing my normal week-to-week -week and day-to-day -day betting routine. And a lot of it is just time. It's like, you know what? If I'm behind and if I'm late to the party, I don't want to be early for the funeral. So a lot of these good bets out there <laughs> are like, you know, they're gone. So yeah. I haven't gotten as much into it. I've made a couple bets, uh, maybe not as many as some others and some other our colleagues on the network have. But I just think it, it is a tough racket to bet. And I think that's the reason why bookmakers don't want to necessarily book it because they don't have the advantage because players can move on information. This is solely an information-based bet. Yeah. This is not handicapping. This is not necessarily, you know, my model puts out this or my model puts out that. This is all about information. This is about seeing something and reading and, and reading a lot of the content out there, filtering what you think is the true information and the false information. And that's what this is about. It's about information betting. And because the players have the information at the same time that the bookmakers do, that's why you see the bookmakers not booking it. And that's why some books haven't even put up stuff until this morning. Totally agree with everything you're saying. Totally understand. Uh, just out of, for giggles, what did you bet, though, on this? Uh, just a couple. Uh, I did bet, and I hope you're right, I saw your graphic about Derek Stingley being the first corner drafted. I do have a decent position under Derek Stingley, 11 and a half. Me too. I think he's moving up the board because, you know, he had that injury, uh, those injuries the last two years at LSU, but we remember him from that national title team and how great he was that season. And it was like, it was almost getting to be the Champ Bailey effect where guys didn't want to throw at him. So, I think Stingley, he impressed with this pro day, answered a lot of questions and how he ran and how he looked in the drills. So I would expect you're going to see him rise. I think corners probably are the position that are going to rise a little bit in this draft. I mean, they're talking Sauce Gardner as high as number two. I don't know if that's going to happen necessarily to Detroit, but you're seeing the corners move. I bet the receivers over like everybody else. And there's a reason why you see these veteran receivers, you know, the OBJs and the Julio Joneses and the T.Y. Hiltons that are proven receivers that maybe still have something left to give. There's a reason why you still have them out there free agents because 
these guys and these teams want to draft receivers because they want to have that extra year of control for first-round draftees. Trayvon Walker, by the way, up to minus 250 in some spots now to be the number one pick in the draft. Isn't that, ama- isn't that amazing, <laughs> Gil? Incredible. We've got four different favorites to be the number one pick. Remember we thought maybe about, I think, six or seven weeks ago that Evan Neal from Alabama, the offensive tackle, yep. yeah, lock it up. He's going number one. And then Jacksonville franchises Cam Robinson. Then that changes. We've had four different favorites for number one. That tells you that the draft is becoming more and more popular and how much information can change uh, in a very quick pace. And Hutchinson was over $4 at one point to be the number one pick <clears throat> in the draft, man. All right, let me ask you a cynical question here. Zurich Classic this weekend. Isn't it just like Patrick Cantlay West and, and Xander Shoffley <laughs> to win some random tournament that nobody really talks about unless you're super into golf like we are? Like, it just seems like, okay, rounds one and three when it's a best ball, they can just go for broke every time. And then, oh, look, Cantlay and Shoffley won, won a, a tournament where there was no pressure whatsoever. Gil, I surprised uh, my partner Dave Ross over the weekend when I said Xander Schauffele last won a stroke play event on the PGA Tour in January of 2019. Keep in mind, this is a guy that spent most of his time in the top 10 in the world rankings. He's number 12 right now, Patrick Cantlay being number four. It's stunning because I'm not including the Olympic gold that he won in Tokyo, and he just doesn't win full-field stroke play events. I don't know what it is. The guy's a really talented player, but Patrick Cantlay has already lost two playoffs this year. Nice rebound, though, even though this is kind of a hinky, weird format down in New Orleans, but the fact that you lose a playoff the week before to Jordan Spieth, he's already lost one to Scotty Scheffler in the rebound and to get that win— Good on those guys. I had Horschel and Burns for it, and they finished second. They made it only a one-shot deficit, though, because the alternate shot on Sunday is so far hard to catch up with, and they got there, and then uh, they made the birdie at the par five. It can't lay in Shoffley, and it was over. It's a nice change of pace. I don't love the format. I actually think it would be cooler if it was a PGA Tour player and an LPGA Tour player paired up. Do you have any PGA bets yet, uh, Wes? It's the second major. Remember when the calendar, for those who forgot, the calendar reshaped a couple years ago. And so the PGA is slotted as the second major now. It's a few weeks away down in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Any bets yet? Uh, Just a couple small positions on Scheffler and Smith. Those aren't necessarily my guys to win, but they almost, I I call them sabers, Gil. If you're betting like a pick four or pick Five sequence like in horse racing where you have that saber where it's like okay i'm gonna try to hit a big price but i gotta have something on the favorite you know to be able to make it even out so i do have a couple on those uh they're not necessarily my picks to win but i was just grabbing numbers with cameron smith when i could grab anywhere 25 30 to 1 to win majors when he looked like he might have a chance at the masters and now you're seeing him pretty much in the mid to low teens is that scheffler's home course or he's very familiar with that course Well, he said that's his favorite course to play, Southern Hills. So, of course, uh, now everybody uh, gets a cuts in line to go ahead and bet him. Mm -hmm. And, look, you're not getting the best price, but I almost feel like you at least got to have some kind of saber or some kind of thing on him before you can uh, really dig in and add to your portfolio here for the PGA. All right. uh, Before we let you go, any baseball plays today? Have you made any? Are you looking to make some? No baseball today, but I do kind of like the Utah Jazz tonight getting three against Dallas. That's a big adjustment. What was it? Five and a half? I know Luca just got back and it was quote unquote minutes restriction, but from five and a half to three in one game, I think that's a lot. So I kind of like the jazz tonight in Dallas.
Wes, you're the best. David Foster was in town for a couple nights. I, I, I wanted to go, and then I completely forgot about it, but... The Hitmaker. The Hitmaker. I thought about you. I was like, that would be a great Wes Reynolds event as well. The David Foster uh, two-nights-only thing. Wes, thank you. Uh, jazz are the play. We appreciate it. Enjoy the day, man. You bet, Gil. Thank you. Wes Reynolds at Wes Reynolds 1. That's the number one on Twitter. We'll come back. More NFL Draft Talk. Paul Spore on baseball as well. It's a numbers game at Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Spring Special is here for only $59. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at vsin.com. And subscribers will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets. Jonathan Von Tobel will have best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil will break down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it, the cost is only $59 to be a subscriber through July 1st. That's $59. Sign up now at vcin.com slash spring. It's Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. Jeff, it's uh, it's amazing. Just every moment now, there's you know some draft expert tweeting something. And again, for those who missed it, Trayvon Walker now as high as minus 250 to go number one to the Jaguars. And I believe that if he goes number one, Aiden Hutchinson's going to go number two. And then I think at three and four with the Texans and the Jets, first of all, the Texans should be trading that pick. I have no idea where they're making a pick. They have so many needs. But that it's going to be some combination of either Sauce and Stingley and Kayvon Thibodeau in the next two picks. And then at five, I think the Giants go Charles Cross. So I actually do think wrapping our arms around the top five picks is getting there. And if it is Aiden Hutchinson in the end at number one, then what happens at number two? Then I'm not, then I'm not so sure. Here's the weird thing, Gil. If Walker doesn't go one, where does he go? Right. He hasn't been linked anywhere else so, other than Jackson. Great point. And also, too, to just bring this back, and Wes brought this up, that four different guys have been favored to be the number one pick at one point or another. I have barely heard Evan Neal's name since he's fallen down the board at number one. That's another guy who, yeah. where is he linked right now? It's it, it's still, we're, we're getting closer, but so, it still, still seems a lot more unpredictable than it should be at this point. So here's a tweet from Matt Miller, an ESPN draft analyst. Uh, this was just before the show this morning. It's draft week, which means it's lying week, but there's a lot of chatter this morning with the Jaguars and Iki Aquanu. <laughs> Could be that they like him a lot and might not draft him, but the buzz is definitely out there that he's in play at number one overall. See, I'm just going to choose not to believe that. Just too many thoughts. Now, Daniel Jeremiah, who, let's face it, to me is a number one draft guru. Daniel Jeremiah, who could be found at Move the Sticks with the NFL Network. So he just tweeted out something. Aiden Hutchinson, 10-time 1.62, three-cone 6.73. Trayvon Walker, 10-time 1.62, three-cone 6.89. Those are combine drills. Daniel Jeremiah basically saying with that, I don't agree with the limited upside take on Hutchinson. Jeremiah's final mock draft coming the eve of the draft, too late for us to do anything with it betting-wise, I believe. 
Though someone said he was supposed to do it this past weekend and he didn't do it, I don't know. Too many people have mocks. I just want Jeremiah's. What has been your experience trying to book draft experts these last couple it's been, weeks? Been uh, been a little difficult. <laughs> they are. They're like people who who frequently come on our show. Like it's impossible. Like a uh, guy we have on primetime action all the time. The the kid that was on the Bachelorette, Mike Renner. You can't get him to save your life now. Rock star for a week. It's tough. These guys are are, are in high demand. So anyway, I think that's. I, I, as it's looking right now, three days before the draft, 72 hours plus before the draft, I think it's Trayvon 1, Hutchinson 2, some combo of, again, Stingley Sauce and Kayvon at 3-4, and then Charles Cross at 5. And if that happens, Jeff, man, I'm a happy man. You have made one bet finally, yes? Yeah, I took Cross. It's the one I have the most I took on. Cross under 7.5. I was able to get plus 105. Yeah. So I got it, a, I, I guess, probably a half hour before you did, I guess. Yeah. So that was it. That was the only one I have. Other than that, still waiting it out. Well, Even though I will say this, Gil, yeah. if if Hutchinson's price is going to continue to go up, continue to get longer. At some point, he becomes a I, I think I think just taking a, taking a piece of that makes sense because it really does feel like it is – Balky versus Shad Khan here. It's balky versus everyone always. Yeah, and so who wins out? And especially with the <laughs> with the way that Balky is looked at, especially from the outside, Khan Khan going with Hutchinson over Balky wanting Walker still makes sense to me. Isn't it like? But this always kills me about NFL drafts. Always okay, it kills me about NBA drafts, but NFL more than anything because the NFL, I think. They, they they psych themselves out of the obvious a lot. And I really do believe, I'll get back to the position, I believe Derek Stingley is by far the safest, most solid pick in this entire draft. Because with Thibodeau, you don't know, right? You don't know if what version of him you're getting. It feels like this Jadavian Clowney, well, I don't know, he's got all the talent in the world, but the knock on him is... Is he, is he giving it every, every, every play? Is, is the motor running? Derek Stingley is one of the fastest, one of the most accomplished. He is Champ Bailey. Why would, like if I was an NFL GM and I was sitting at three, if I were the Texans and I wasn't trading that pick, I wouldn't even think twice about it. Give me Stingley. Well, there was a rumor earlier today from Lanzerline that says that that could be a possibility oh, if so. they sit, stand pat at three. I think Aquanu personally is the one guy that I feel – pretty safe about if you're looking in those top 10 guys yeah. that would be the one guy where it's like all right you're going to get a solid tackle for 8 to 10 8, 8 to 12 years there with Aquano assuming he stays healthy i don't know if he'll ever be worthy of a top 5 pick but you know you're going to have a solid starter which is kind of the problem with this draft Gil. it just the range on these guys seems huge walk walker especially like walker I walker being this. a guy who's who's out of the league in four years wouldn't shock me. And then who's who's the team that takes a quarterback egregiously early? Uh, so it's it's going to be somebody. Well, well, here's here's the thing with this whole with the whole draft, Gil. If Trayvon Walker goes number one, the Detroit Lions may very well have been oh, saved by the Jaguars. Well, 
Hutchinson, Hutchinson's good. They're taking Hutchinson. I'm they're taking him at two if he's there. And Daniel Jeremiah agrees. Like they will run up to the podium to take Hutchinson. All this notion that they wouldn't take Hutchinson, they take somebody else. I don't buy it. Which is why I did my Hutchinson one-two thing. Uh, pl- uh, minus one twenty-five at one, plus one forty-five at two. Just basically trying to bankroll build with that tandem. After the show, going to record the uh, beating the book. NFL Draft Special with Drew Dinsick and Chris Felica, the Bear from ESPN's College Game Day. And don't forget, Thursday night, Thursday night, the primetime action crew, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, and I, we will be with you during the draft. We'll be here for five hours. As long as the first round lasts, we'll be here with you. Did you? Did we put up that picture, by the way? I don't know. I sent you a picture. We'll, uh, we'll show it later. I'm just walking by the stage that's out there on the strip yesterday. Um, things are in, in, you know, in the works. For Thursday night. Still expecting. Every report I've seen still expecting like a quarter million people. Quarter million is about half of what they did expect two years yeah. ago. Even a quarter million, man. Really? Are we going to get a quarter million? I think we are. Oh, my God. I think we are, Gil. The issue, though, is remember Nashville and Philly, how, how they had those big crowds and stuff? The issue, though, is that the stage is facing the strip, right? It's not this vertical. Was it Nashville? Whatever was this vertical street? Well, remember, remember, the draft itself is being held behind the link at the Caesars Forum. Right. This This little thing on the Bellagio Fountain is is a pre-draft. Introduction. Correct. Okay. Which is, yeah, on the water of the Bellagio and the actual draft's at the link, huh? Okay. Well, it's the whole thing. Oh, we do have one tennis pick today. Can I interest you in a tennis pick? Um, this one is, uh, Zapata Miralles. How about that? Uh, Bernabe Zapata Miralles. Now here's the problem. I don't know if you're able to get the same number I did last night. I got, uh, Zapata Miralles, by the way, that's spelled with a Z, Zapata, um, at plus 148. Right now, what are you seeing on this, Jeffrey? I will uh, go to see. You shouldn't play this any lower than plus 124. Five-ish, um, but he is—he's uh, taking on. This is either was it Munich or Estoril? I don't even remember where every tournament is at this point. But uh, Zapata Mirais is is a uh, is a dog. He should not have been nearly the dog he was last night. He shouldn't be really a dog at all. Should be much closer uh, to a coin flip. But you know, plus one twenty-five, plus one twenty, just to be sort of within the parameters. I wouldn't play him any worse than that. He is taking on Federico Correa. We are on uh, clay in all these tournaments now. Again, it's the run-up to Roland Garros. And we'll throw up our tennis futures here at some point during the week, but we've shown them it before. Plenty on Iga at the French. Plenty on Carlos Alcaraz at the French. Both were winners, both Iga and Carlos Alcaraz on clay uh, this past weekend. And by the way, just to give you an update on, one the, on what the Zapata Mirais number is, oh, it's plus 114. Ugh. Oh, boy. I think that's a little low to play if you're really staying with the parameters. I know even if I say that, some people are going to go ahead and play Zapata Mirais. But last night, it was at an egregious. It was even north of plus 150 at one point. I didn't get it at its peak, but I got it at plus 148. Uh, I wouldn't play it at that number, but that was the play. Sorry about that. That's coming up about an hour from now. Coming back with Paul Spore on baseball next. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. 
John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be my That's my goodness, <laughs> Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks. When you wager on the BetMGM app, sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. We have MTV Classic up on one of the screens in the studio this morning. I have no idea why. It's never on, but suddenly this morning it's on MTV Classic. We don't have the sound on. And uh, Sheena Easton is uh, doing uh, the video for Strut up there. 
she was uh, Jeff. She's one of these things where it's like she was '80s hot, but now when you look at her uh, so many years later and her dance moves, sort of throws you off. We can call them dance moves. Just my critique. You know, you know who Sheena Easton is, by the way, Jeff. No, any knowledge whatsoever? No idea. No. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Do you know who Sheila E is? Okay, never mind. Um, all right, uh, we get tweets at Beanie the Book. I always love that. It's like I have no idea what you're talking about, Gil. Uh, this is from, do, 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 sorry about this. This is from Bill Blazjowski. Hope I'm pronouncing that right. Betting the draft on Friday night for second and third rounds. Now that's a true enjoyable challenge. Oh, Bill, you enjoy that. I'm out. Logic 3227. Can't bet the NFL draft here in Pennsylvania either. One of the largest betting markets in the country. I know Todd Wish should have his heart broken over it. It's five states. Virginia. Throw Virginia in there as well. Can't bet it in Virginia. Chris Heath. Was just looking to put uh, more on cross under seven and a half minus one hundred five uh, in a faraway place, and it's off the board. It was up two hours ago. <laughs> Let's see, and on and on. Oh, since he loyalty, he objects to my take on Derek Stingley. He says, "How many games has has a Stingray? That's what he calls him. I think autocorrected. Played these last two seasons. How many touchdowns has Sauce given up three seasons at Cincy? It's not an argument. You're going to win. Well, let's get back in three years and." We'll see who won that argument. Uh, let's see. And this is uh, Brad. Brad, yes, yeah, Spiderweb. He said, hey, Gil, did you see Scotty Barnes stole Rookie of the Year from Mobley? I don't know if he stole it. Mobley missing those games down the stretch might have been might have been the only thing that uh, tipped it over in Scotty Barnes' favor. Did you have a Rookie of the Year bet? No. I, I, I didn't either. I, the, only, the only thing I have is I have the morning of that straw poll. I have a little bit of Jokic at plus 130, and that's it. I got Jokic at plus 160, a little bit of that, and that's all. Yeah, too. the... Uh, that was a really close vote on Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Very, very close. Well, it wasn't close for Cade Cunningham, you know, which I was a little surprised by. I still think he was Rookie of the Year, but clearly I am in the minority. Ladies and gentlemen, he uh, works at Fangraphs. He's also the host of the Sleeper and the Bust podcast. And, of course, you can follow him pretty much nightly at twitch.tv slash Sporer, where, he ki- where he's killing it on it, uh, playing MLB The Show. It's Paul Sporer, everybody. How you doing, Bully? Morning, Gil. How's it going? Oh, is that a what is that a is that a Baltimore Orioles hat? Better believe it. Wow, look at that. Look at that. I got this. Uh, I got this in a Philadelphia airport in like a random lids. Like they had like a lids pop up, and I was like, that logo is amazing. I had to instantly get it. I see that you have the, your Miguel Cabrera jersey uh, appropriately placed and displayed on the couch behind you. That's Mig- right. Miggy becomes the seventh player of all time with 3,000 hits, 500 home runs. He uh, joins Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, Albert Pujols, Rafael Palmero, A-Rod, and Eddie Murray. There, I just did off what the top of my head. What a group. Very nice. And he does that. And he's also the only player, of course, in the last 55 years to have gotten a triple crown. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't really appreciate Like, I feel bad for like the, the, the kids who just know Miggy Cabrera from the last three or four years, like they have no yeah. idea how great he was, do they? No, and, you know, there's always those players, right? You know, every era, depend. no matter where you come up in the baseball world, you're going to get the tail end of some guys to where you just don't appreciate their greatness. And it's no, that's no fault of those who feel that way. It's not, it's not these darn kids or anything like that. It's they didn't live through it. They're seeing Soto and Acuna and Tatis and Betts and guys like that and Harper, and they're living through that. 
And then there, you know, uh, the, the next generation will have, have the tail end of those guys. And they'll be in the position that we're in today saying, you guys didn't get to see Soto when he was amazing. I saw the Soto shuffle when it first started. <laughs> uh, this is from Bob Nightingale going into Saturday. Uh, batting average baseball, first two weeks, 230. Would be the lowest in baseball history for a full season. Teams are slugging 366, lowest since 1976. 3.94 runs a game, lowest in 72. Just .089 homers per game, second lowest since 1993. And then the offense, uh, five teams are averaging three or fewer runs this season. Yankees, Tigers, Diamondbacks, Reds, Royals, and Orioles, one of those teams is not like the others in the Yankees. Um, how is this, like, does it affect your DFS? Does it... Does it affect the way you you bet if you're betting on baseball? Like, what does it do? Or is it just, hey, this is the environment, and you just go with it? I mean, it's the environment. It is what you have to deal with. But I definitely think it has an impact on the DFS, the season-long fantasy, and the daily handicapping landscape, without a doubt. I mean, what what it really seems to be, obviously, is that you higher focus on pitching. That's, that's what's really turning the games right now. Because uh, offense is so, so scant that uh, you're living on thin margins, you know, a key three run Homer in the middle of a game is, is so pivotal. And maybe you do almost feel like if you're, if you're losing on a, on a full game bet in the uh, sixth, seventh inning, when, when there is that key three run Homer, you feel like I'm not coming back. Whereas maybe when there's normal offense, not even uh, inflated offense, you feel like, okay, if I go down in the middle innings, I can come back. But right now yeah. a two run deficit feels like, okay, well that, that bet's cash that, you know, that, that bet's a negative. Uh, it, it feels really rough right now. And then with DFS, I'm looking for like the mid tier and lower pitching. That's cheap, but going to overperform and just trying to get as much star hitting as I can, which there, there simply isn't much out there. So it's been difficult. It's definitely having an impact. I'm not sure the right way to pivot. You have to just kind of deal with it. Well, the in-game thing is pretty interesting, actually. Like if you do take a deficit, you are more you are more likely not to take shots on on teams that are trailing in games than I think you would mm -hmm. be in previous years. Do you prefer this kind of baseball, honestly, over like, you know, just a... No. Oh, you don't. No. No, I want I want the ball in play more. Mm -hmm. I love pitching. You know that, Gail. But yeah. these strikeout rates are just through the roof. They don't really need to be... There's a lot of things working. Oh, there is no smoking gun. We're always looking for that single smoking gun in sports. It's rarely ever just one thing. And this is a confluence of many things. But... You know, they bring in all these different relievers and they're all throwing, you know, 98 with 92 mile an hour sliders by default. So that's inherently making things more difficult. The ball is dead in the weather's colder right now in the early months. Uh, humidors are everywhere. So there's just a bunch of different things that have piled up with the strikeout rates going up and up and up every single year. The ball's just never in play. And, and it's, it makes offense super volatile. It just comes in in random bursts, usually when you hit a homer. We have some day games today. Nice little slate of Major League Baseball. Good game uh, early on today between the Giants and the Brewers. Uh, mm -hmm. That one's at 310 Eastern, 1210 Pacific. Um, Gil, what, what, what is up with that game, though? It's one game. Yeah. They haven't played each other. What, what, I don't understand that game. And, and, and San Francisco, the equivalent of punting on this game in terms of their pitching rotation and going up against Corbin Burns? I don't know. Um, yeah. Brewers are huge favorites here, minus uh, 200. Um I don't know. I actually don't know the scheduling quirk of it, to be honest with you. Jeff might have. The only weird. guess that I would have is because of that first week that got 
canceled because of the lockout. They're just trying to fit games in that would have been in that league. So that would be my only guess here. That would be an interesting interesting way of doing it. What people should be aware, the Red Sox are at the Blue Jays starting today, and the Red Sox Mm -hmm. do have unvaccinated players. So the same thing we see with Matisse Teibel with the uh, Sixers not being fully vaccinated. The Red Sox have a few players under this. Blue Jays are minus 120 favorites. Uh, Any DFS recommendations today or, or any betting recommendations before we go? Uh, with DFS, again, I'm, I'm looking for that cheaper pitching, trying to take advantage there. I see Jose Barrios at 5,500 on DraftKings, the fourth cheapest pitcher. I know it's the Red Sox, but if you don't think I'm taking Jose Barrios at that price, I mean, come on. This is a, a high caliber pitcher who should be three, 4,000 more when he's, when he's going well. I'm going to take a shot. Paul, he never, he ne- you know what? He never works out for me. He's just that guy for me. But I hear you. Some people sometimes yeah. you have you have those guys and yeah. you're just like I I can never time him right. I do like Barrios though, so I, I would definitely go with him. I I think while it's not in Coors, uh, that Colorado Philly game that could be a lot of offense there. Uh, Kyle Freeland against Kyle Gibson. Neither of them are particularly bad. They they can certainly be good with offense the way it's been. It probably will be a two to one game, but. Normally, we would we would look at a game like that in Philly and say, hey, there should be some runs there. So I'll probably be looking at some offensive players there. Um, otherwise, I mean, it's it's kind of a wide open night. You got a lot of aces. So where's the offense going to come from on a night like this? I have no idea. All right. Paul Spore, everybody, from his lair in Austin, Texas. Uh, Paul, we appreciate it. As always, uh, twitch.tv slash Spore tonight. Absolutely, Gil. All right. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate it as always. Take care. Paul Spore, everybody. Uh, at Spore, S-P-O-R-E-R, on Twitter. Lombardi Line is next. I'm sure they'll have much. Billy Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to, like, choose a more challenging route than just, like, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been, like, easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple and what else was it gonna like that's what the song wanted thanks for listening to this episode of the crew call podcast on deadline hey sarah i love that spring break vlog you posted on zigazoo omg you watched it yeah it was so cool i think you're so talented Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March, and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.